The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Chaos to Calm with our hosts, Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. On our program, let us introduce you to Renshuay and a very special state of well-being, relaxation, calm, and improved health. Real change in your life starts here. Now, Chaos to Calm. Welcome to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, and I have the pleasure of hosting our show, Chaos to Calm. I'm a family doctor from New Zealand and holistic MD with a special interest in healing and life transformation. I'm also a neuroscience, Ren Shui, and Yuan Gong teacher. In this series of programs you're listening to, you'll hear from people who are enjoying their lives in a calm and relaxed state using tools derived from ancient wisdom traditions. Ren Shui is a comprehensive path to wellness that works on opening our hearts and understanding, developing and utilizing the amazing abilities of our minds. Ren Shui also has tools to work directly on the body and its energy or qi. One tool is Yuan Gong. It's a contemporary form of qigong that melds graceful movements with meditation and breath to improve health and well-being. Today we're going to be talking about whose fault is it anyway, couples and relationships. With me on this show is co-host Bill McMillan, a retired psychotherapist from the San Francisco area. Bill has worked with adolescents, families, veterans and trauma survivors. He's been a Ren Shui and Yuan Gong practitioner for years and teaches general classes in the Bay Area and a weekly class for those affected by cancer. Welcome, Bill. Thanks, Jackie. Bill, we have three guests with us on the program today. Do you want to introduce the first one? Sure. The The first guest that's with us is uh, Kelly Snyder. She's a young woman who lives in um, Washington State. She organizes programs and teaches Ren Shui and Qigong full-time at an organization called Uplift Yourself in Redmond, Washington. She often teams with her husband, Zach, and she's been a primary demonstrator of Yonggong Shigong methods since, since the beginning, and having now appeared in video demonstrations that are used in teaching um, situations and trainings on the internet all over the world. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks, and, Bill. And Jackie, I believe there are a couple more people you're going to introduce. We do. We have a couple more from down under here in New Zealand. A big welcome to Anna and Manfred Raunig, a couple from Golden Bay, New Zealand. Anna and Manfred are both Ren Shui and Yuan Gong teachers. Anna's background is in gardening, family and healing. She's always wondered about the apparent fragility of human union and love. After a long quest holding this question in mind, 
Ren Shui ideas and practices have seemed to stabilize her own state, and this flows over into her relationships and brings much joy. Manfred has found that being raised in a somewhat dysfunctional family has given him a life focus of finding and creating peaceful, functional relationships. He looks at the big picture when it comes to connecting with Anna, his partner of 26 years, or his daughter who is now a young adult, or the world at large. He feels that Ren Shui has made a big difference in helping him move from chaos to calm in every aspect of his life. Welcome, Anna and Manfred. Hello, Jackie. Hi, everyone. Good to hear you. So, Bill, over to you, I think, for now. Well, yeah, let's start with let's start with Kelly. Um, Kelly, maybe you could help us know how you got involved in this and and what is it that Renshui is offering you as a as a spouse and as someone in relationship. Sure. So I was first introduced to Renjway from my husband, Zach. Uh, he had already started learning from UNSA and uh, when we first got together. And so he introduced it to me. And for him, it was really about um, his health and where he was getting the benefit was um, from some previous illness and injuries. And he was really seeing um some great benefit from the practice in that way. And um, at the time, you know, I felt fairly healthy myself. And um, so that part wasn't the most intriguing part to me, but instead was more um, the way that I saw Zach's state change. Um, There's a big emphasis of a calm, relaxed, natural, and joyful state. And the way that I saw his state improving uh, was intriguing to me. And I was uh, wanting my state to change in um, situations that I couldn't say I was necessarily calm and relaxed. And um, so that being kind of my main interest. And as we began to do it together, I really also saw a great benefit in our relationship with each other and our relationships with our family and our friends. And um, so that's been a, a strong draw for me towards the practice. I see. So it sounds like it's really helped bring you two together in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely has um, made us closer. Um, our communication has improved and our understanding of our own selves and understanding of e- each other has has seen a big difference with the practice. That's cool. How how have you noticed your communication changing? Um, you know, it can be in all sorts of different ways. Um, I always like to think of uh, one one situation in particular in terms of our um, chores around the house and. Uh, Just in talking to other couples, you know, getting things done around the house, it can be sometimes a a trigger in who's taking care of what and uh, who's, you know, making sure everyone's pulling their weight. And so um, I found with us, you know, even just communicating around something like that, where understanding each other and talking to each other versus holding little grudges or... Um, <laughs> frustrations between each other um, 
being able to understand where each other's coming from and communicate that to together. Well, we, the title of this show is "Whose Fault Is It Anyway?" Is that right? Is, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, a few years ago, we were uh, living in a, a tiny little apartment. It was um, about 400 square foot apartment, and we're both working full time and trying to figure out, okay, how can we share some of the tasks around the house? And so we split up, he does the dishes, okay, and then I'll cook the meals for the week. And this seemed pretty good to me. We didn't have a dishwasher at the time. So if he was doing the dishes, that sounded pretty good. And we start, and so I make the food. And then usually a few days later, Zach, he'd eventually get around to doing the dishes. And this kind of got me upset a little bit. I wanted the dishes to be done that day, and in my mind at that time, I was right about that, and that's the <laughs> you, way it should be. <laughs> you you don't sound you don't sound very unusual to me, right? <laughs> I, I probably had some friends rallied around me who thought I was right too. No doubt. Yeah, um, but then without even ever expressing that to Zach that I wanted him to take care of it, then. I instead would just get myself totally worked up about it. And until then, he would finally do it a few, la- few days later and I could calm down. But um, at one point, it went on longer than a few days, almost almost a full week. And I was totally worked up about it at this point. And, uh, you know, looking back, how did I handle it? Well, I would make little jokes to him or kind of snide remarks or maybe grumbles under my breath hoping to hint at him um, until one night I, I look at the dishes sitting there and you know they're piled up our tiny little kitchen and I've decided that that's it I've had it and I look over at Zach and he's working on something else totally calm in his own element and normally this would just totally piss me off that he's calm and I'm looking at how can you be so calm there's all these dishes around <laughs> but Knowing from Renjue and and with the tools that uh, we use, um, that our our own state is the most important self, is the most important part, uh, I was able to stop myself. And I realized, okay, he's totally calm, and I'm the one furious inside, so something's not quite right here. And so number one thing, I realized, all right, I need to work on my state. And I know that if I say something in this moment, I'm so pissed that nothing good can come out of it. I see. Well, that's a, that sounds like a pretty good a pretty good turn of mind for you. Yeah. Right. So exactly. Kelly, I'm I'm really hearing as another woman, I'm going. Oh man, how often <laughs> have I felt like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how you men do it, but. That sounds really familiar. (laughs) So, so tell me, you know, it's one thing to kind of calm yourself and find the good state, Mm -hmm. and it's quite another thing I find to actually work with your um, spouse to kind of shift the situation along. So, I'm intrigued. I'm wondering, what did you do next? Yeah, exactly. So, it it actually took me a solid day to really go inside and and work on not being upset about it. And what I what it came down to was just a neutral fact that in order to cook for the week that day, I'd need the dishes cleaned up and the space and the pans to use them. So 
I finally get to a calm place. And once I did, I realized I haven't even just straight up asked him to do the dishes. So I'm walking out of the house and I say, hey, I'm going to cook tonight when I get back. So I need the dishes clean so that I can do it. And he just says, okay. And I come home that night and he had done the dishes and that was it. <laughs> wow. So instead of having what we what I would call in our household um, a world war, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just quietly worked on yourself and then mm-hmm. when when you worked out what what you felt was a good way forward, mm-hmm. you you communicated that in a really respectful way. Right. And it's it's just really funny because you know, um, my husband and I recently celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, and it's a it's a great thing, and and um, we're both very proud of that. But I have yeah. to say that I think we were at least halfway into that, so over a decade before we had a short conversation where we talked about the differences in the way the genders communicate, mm-hmm. and he said, well. As a man, I just like it direct and straight, you know, not not too much of that emotional stuff. Just tell me what you're thinking. And I thought, yeah. oh. Right. <laughs> what an idea. Simple as what that. What an huh? idea. What do you think, yeah. Bill? As a man who's been married for almost 40 years, um, I can say it's. I find it really difficult often to be that direct. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Renshui has, has helped me work on is just being more conscious of what exactly is going on in my mind at a given time. So it, it, it makes that kind of communication at least a little bit more possible. Yeah, I think for me in that moment, I realized, I mean, with Renshui, I, it it's helped so much in realizing, you know, what exactly am I upset about? And is that the reality of the situation? And catching that that much sooner, I think, is important because I think early on I could go a few days and by the time it's been a few days, I don't even remember what I was mad about in the first place where maybe just simply understanding that and saying it directly could have solved a lot of frustration. (laughs) And it's interesting to me, Kelly, because... As well as not having all that bad stuff, I hear this amazing appreciation in your voice when you talked about how, how you talked together and then what Zach did and what happened. I hear so much positive there as well. Is is that a real reflection of what happened at that time? It, it was. You know, I think um, when I came back in, obviously it felt great to have the, the dishes done, but it was such a a solid realization for me in that, you know, it wasn't necessarily about the dishes, but it was just about a breakthrough and understanding for myself in our relationship and um, understanding that when I'm understanding myself, I can express myself clear and it opens our communication and I can understand where he's coming from that much better. Mm. So really, you know, you're using a, just a normal situation in everyday life which can cause so much conflict and, and damage in a relationship to to learn and grow. Right. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, these these situations can seem small and, you know, if I, you know, it might seem small just doing the dishes, but they can add up and and reflect bigger issues going on in the relationship. Well, I just, it, it makes me wonder if, um, you know, if there's a kind of magic that happened or, and, and you're totally free of ever feeling, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm concerned that our listeners may think that some somehow you've gotten some kind of potion that changed you entirely from being human. <laughs> well, um, that would be nice too. <laughs> no. Um, no. So this isn't it isn't always perfect the way you're talking about it, but you've learned a tool no. that that sounds really useful to you when you can check in with it. Right, exactly. And I think each time, you know, that experience just was just one experience and um, brought us one step closer, and there's been plenty more bumps along the way since then. But having the tools of Renjway helps us uh, catch those bumps much sooner, and then work to make sure that we are getting closer and we are improving our relationship um, with each of those experiences. So, Kelly, would you be happy if after the break? I asked you maybe if you could just briefly compare before you had those tools and 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 I guess I don't know if you were you and Zach quite when your relationship started but I'm thinking that after the break it would be really great to just kind of compare that because I know that it's made a huge difference um, to many teachers and uh, many students in Renshui and I'd also like to hear from Manfred and Anna in Golden Bay so We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. We're going to be digging deep into whose fault is it anyway. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshuei can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshuei integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation With a modern understanding of health and wellness, the practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Renshui, what we do, and how it can benefit you, Visit our website, 
R-E-N-X-U-E-Americas, with an S, dot O-R-G. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, on the show Chaos to Calm. Today we're talking about whose fault is it anyway, couples and relationships, with my co-host Bill McMillan and our guests Kelly Snyder and Manfred and Anna Raunig. So Kelly, we were just talking a little bit before the break about before and after. So I guess what, I, what I'm asking there is, you know, it was really nice hearing how you went through that situation with your husband in a very peaceful and in a very loving and respectful way. I wondered if there was a contrasting situation um, that you would be happy to talk about um, on the show that, 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 and of a way you did it before you had those tools. Sure. Um, for me, I, I've learned that my pattern or tendency tends to be if I'm upset, uh, to not say anything about it. And uh, so to let it kind of sit and brew for a while. And sometimes to the point where even I can just totally shut down. And by that point where I've shut down, it's probably been building up for a little while. And um, I might shut down and then get to a point then where um, it's been described before as then I buck. So <laughs> then everything comes out at one point. And, uh, you know, by that point, I think, like I mentioned earlier, I don't even know where to begin. I didn't, I wouldn't even know where to start with where I was upset with. But um, since then, like I mentioned, um, with the tools of Renge Way, I can catch that sooner. And I've learned how to express myself much sooner. <laughs> it's funny, and you know, it seems to me that that term "buck" is is quite a nice one. I don't know about <laughs> um, in the states, but here in New Zealand, we would call that getting to the screaming memes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that paints that paints a nice picture <laughs> of what that it's, looks like. <laughs> It's 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 amazing to me how much more fun it is to be in relationship with the same person when the bumps are much much smaller and and one has that underlying um, constant work and development of of deep respect and and love and openness towards the other partner you know that we're important what we feel is important and 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 the same with them I'm I'm a bit like you I tend to go very quiet and then all of a sudden. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so great. So let's um, talk to Anna and Manfred now who have been uh, living together with each other and raising a child for 26 years. Um, guys, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Jackie. Um, I'm going to hand over to Bill now. He's really good at getting these kind of things of talking between, with couples and relationships. He has all that background in his working life. So, Bill, over to you. Uh, thanks, Jackie. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear Kelly describe this. She's here by herself, and you two are here together, and you've been married a long time. Have you have you found it possible to just live in total bliss? I I wouldn't call it total bliss, but I but 
<laughs> I would. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that's possible. But I must say for the first 10 years when we were younger, that the very nice uh, chemicals were flowing in our veins for an unusually long time. And the people that we lived with said, well, I have never, ever heard you fight. And that person living with us came from a, a fighting family or just a normal family, you know, one mm-hmm. that had loud sessions. So that lasted a long time. Having a child was more challenging, but because I, because you're, the way you think about rearing a child is completely different because of what happened to you. That's a bit, that's a bit more awkward, but that's pretty much over now. So, and now it's a new stage. And I, I like to think of this new stage as sort of about refinement and doing doing better. So, re- ref- refinement and how you two work out. Uh, things that come up or um, conflicts, yeah. com- complications. I see. Manfred, is that is that where you see it at this point? Well, when I met Anna, and uh, there was this wooing stage uh, of of wanting a relationship, and she tested me quite hard if I'm the right one. And the, the, the one, quote, rule that I remember very clearly that helped us through all those 26 years was she said to me, but you have no right to be unhappy ever. And that sunk really deep because my family was always unhappy about what the other one did or didn't do or said or didn't say. And she basically took the wind out of myself with that behavior is unacceptable. You can't be unhappy because of the other. If you are unhappy, you better sort yourself out. And I think that's the secret. Before we knew Range Way, that was the one thing I could go back to. If I was unhappy about something she did, I had to find my way back to loving her despite of whatever the behavior was that I didn't like. That's a that's a awfully strong statement that you have no right to be unhappy ever. Mm-hmm. Did was that it difficult? Is. Was that difficult for you to to come to grips with or to to really understand in the context of a relationship? No, it was kind of the 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 holy grail I've been looking for because I grew up in such a dysfunctional family where there was arguments all day long about what the other did and didn't do. So I was looking for a peaceful relationship. And when Anna said that, I realized basically straight away that that was the key. Hmm. That was what my parents didn't know. And nobody in my family knew that they got no right to be unhappy about the others. It's never the other person. right? So uh, that set the stage for 26 years with no argument, even though we brought up a child and we're both quite different, you know, mm-hmm. like Anna is a Virgo Earth Ox and I'm a Sagittarian Fire Monkey. So we're energetically as far apart as you can get pretty much. But we consciously entered this relationship because we were looking 
looking for love between men and women and why does it usually always fail? Wow. <laughs> and so that was the quest. That's impressive. And I did did how did you come by this this clarity? And is it I mean, do you find that that Renshway has supported it or added to it or I mean I'm I'm really curious about how you've gotten to this place. Well, my my father was a psychotherapist, so he was, and he would bring the the worst people home or the people in crisis to our house um, to save them from, he would be about 110 now and was one of the first four psychotherapists in New Zealand. So I got to see the worst side of man and woman, really, in in operation because of his job. So I just had a, I was compelled to do better Mm. and find out what I could. And I was quite, um, I don't know, I just was very sensitive to negativity and, and at times quite depressed. About once a decade I had a, a real low spot and somehow I just had to I had to find tools to get to move me on out of those low spots even though they were it was once every 10 years and it was for three months it wasn't as bad as happens these days but so I just worked on it has, um, have have you found that Wrenchway is has supported that or helped you clarify any of that? Yeah, it has because I think mainly the practice and mainly the physical practice in my case helped clarify it because basically it would make me feel better. You know, my body and my energy and my state improved after a practice and and so suddenly I I knew I could be in a good state in my own right and it wasn't it was clear that it wasn't dependent on the circumstances outside of me so somehow I got a bit more power later on to and the practice enhanced that the feel good factor in the physical practices helped me the most it's, it's so interesting, Anna, listening to you because sometimes I almost feel as if I have two brains and, you know, I can, I can be in a situation that is making me feel um, upset, particularly with my husband, and I can just have all these thoughts getting triggered, which um, I'm now much more aware of. They're generally not particularly um, nice or growthful thoughts, shall I say. So if they were coming out my mouth, I would be seriously distressed. So it's like, wow, you know, there are certain patterns in us that get triggered. And then I will, like you, you know, go and have a practice and return to a good state. And it's like, wow, you know, now I I actually look at my husband and think, what a great guy. Or what was I doing? And just all within my own kind of space and and my own state. So I'm thinking about, 
you know, what you were talking about when you said, and I introduced you in the beginning, and you said that your own state has made a huge difference in your relationship and brought a lot of joy. So can you um, talk a little bit about that, how it's been finding that that happy sort of touchstone, that good state in your practice, and what changes you've seen from that? Yes. Um, I haven't got a, a clear answer to that. It's just that I'm a very physical person. The physical practices pulled on meridians, opened up channels, and filled up my bucket so I had some energy to play with and I could be more playful when I was just struggling with very low energy um, having given birth that late that's going to be pretty depleting for someone so Anna you had your child quite late in life I'm wondering how old you were then if you don't mind saying Yes, I was um, 47. Mm. So it, it's really interesting to me. I mean, I, as a as a working woman, I found that I, I didn't actually know that I had limits in my energy until I had my children and then tried combining being a mom with, with working as well. And wow, talk about depleted. I, I hadn't ever really experienced what depleted was. So I think a lot of um, parents experience that, but particularly mums after they have uh, given birth and they're breastfeeding. Did you, how did you experience that depletion? What did you notice about yourself? It, it was a shock because I'd always had a lot of energy and I had, I, I didn't really know what to do. Um, I had a lot of things like symptoms like, brain fog and I didn't have enough energy to relate clearly or form a clear question or just everything was hard Um, it seemed to be my brain was the worst off it's like postnatal menopause yes that's a great description it was my brain that was the worst um, because it wouldn't wouldn't remember anything. I'd go to town with 10 jobs to do and I couldn't hold them. You know, I'd have to write them down and then I couldn't find the piece of paper I wrote them on. That was a bit of a shock. That kind of depletion at a brain level. Yes, I think it's it's a big shock when you've been a capable person and your brain has always been there for you. (laughs) So, you know, I, one of the things I love doing is teaching Um, parents with young children qigong and watching their energy come back up again and their brains and their minds come back online and I wonder have you noticed yourself since you started practicing have you noticed any changes in the way your brain works and um, the the clarity of your thinking yes definitely I, I it's definitely come back and it's definitely, I'm capable of doing a lot more. Even um, writing, I've been doing some writing and drama and memorizing whole tracts of um, written material and performing them. So I got the whole, I 
well, I can't say I got the whole lot back, but I got heaps back. It's an amazing feeling getting yourself back. It's So I'm just yes. going to swap over to Manfred now and just ask, Manfred, did you observe any of the changes that Anna is describing or, or any other changes when she started practicing? Because presumably, uh, I think, presumably you weren't practicing at that stage. So what did you notice? I, I sure did. Um, because what happened was, this is now 12 years, so this went on for many years of seeing Anna suffering. She called it, she's in the cosmic washing machine, you know, it was just going from breastfeeding into menopause and and looking after her old father who had Alzheimer's, the old psychotherapist, lost his mind. So he was living with us. It was very uh, hard for Anna and planting a new garden and so... I watched her struggle, and when we finally found Qigong as a practice that would be meditation as well as exercise, and we could do it, I didn't really want to do it, but I saw this in a very short time, I saw Anna's improvement, and her statement was, if I do my practice and then I go to town, there's a car park, the things I want are on the shelf, everything happens smoothly. When I don't do my practice, I am in chaos. So from chaos to calm, that was what I witnessed very wow. clearly. Very clear. So, well, Manfred, thanks. And We'd really like to hear some more from you after the break. So after the break, I think we're going to be having some man-to-man talk between Bill and Manfred about couples and relationships. Whose fault is it anyway from the man's point of view? So thanks to our listeners. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshaway can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshuay integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas, with an S, dot O-R-G. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to 
Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, and I'm hosting our show, Chaos to Calm. We're talking about whose fault is it anyway, couples and relationships. With me is my co-host, Bill McMillan, and our special guests, Kelly Schneider and Manfred and Anna Raunig. So, Bill, over to you. I think you're about to have a man-to-man talk. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what that even means. Um, but I, I am curious, uh, Manfred. When uh, you know, we've just heard the, about the difficulties that Anna is having, and I know that for me, when my wife Kim is having a really difficult time, it's really a struggle. And so, I'm I'm curious how you handled that period and. Um, how much chaos were you in at the time? Mm, good question. Brings me back. To the, um, we are quite an extreme example, really, because we spent previous 10 years um, in a self-sufficient lifestyle. So there was no money going out and coming in, hardly any. And so having a baby, when Anna was 47, I was 40. And so I spent from 30 to 40 totally free. And I had to reconsider my whole life uh, knowing that it costs a lot of money to bring up a child. So at the same time where Anna was coping with the new situation, I also faced a very new situation as Mm -hmm. a father and with some responsibilities that I never had and didn't plan, you know. And, uh, so uh, that was my own challenge. And so I had to push myself back out into the world and bring in, you know, bring home the bacon, as they say, <laughs> bring in the money. So I, I, I was very busy at the same time as Anna was going through all that. I and see. that's, you know, it kind of kept us both just coping. And when I mentioned the cosmic washing machine, I think a similar thing happened to me without the menopause. But maybe well, no, I think I think that's how it works. I mean, it's it's a healthy relationship has that kind of impact. Uh, one person is struggling; it's not simple for the other person. But but I think you told us that so Anna was involved in qigong and was finding great benefits by it. How how did you get to it? Okay, so it. Because we were always on the quest about, I call it the journey towards optimum well-being. And so we were quite peaceful through the chaotic time. But when a friend rang up and said, oh, I've just met this most amazing Chinese man and he taught us some exercises and I feel so good. And he's coming and, you know, he was promoting a workshop. And so we immediately, yes, of course, we're going to go. If, if this helped the friend feel better, we, we need more energy. <laughs> and see. so we did this workshop, which was a weekend workshop uh, on Qigong. And it was exercises. And uh, because they stirred up a lot of stuck energy, uh, which expressed itself as physical pain, on the way home, I said to Anna, this feels like Chinese torture by free will. There's no way I'm going to go back. I'm not going to do this. And so Anna felt differently about it because she could feel already some positive energy shift. For me, it was all just I judged it as 
torture. <laughs> and so, so work, every morning I would energy. get up and say, you, I'm sorry, you, I was you, not weren't, you weren't feeling that at all. But she would get out of bed and, yeah, she, she felt she needed to do this. And she'd say every morning, you want to come and do some Qigong? And I'd say, no, I'm fine and sleep for another hour. And then I saw the changes happen in her outer life. Like it was so obvious that within, within a week, her energy shifted. And within two weeks, she was so far ahead that I felt like I might get left behind. Like so many men, when the woman does personal development of some sort and he doesn't, they get left behind. Mm-hmm. And I had plenty of examples in my life of that. So I didn't want to be left behind and that was my only reason I got up and did those exercises with her. And that's how we both got into Rangeway. Yeah, which is well, the development the, out of this. And, and, and at this point, the forms that Yuanza has created are much, um, much easier and more, I don't know, let's say approachable for, for people. Beautiful. <laughs> And, yes. <laughs> and so at, you don't have any struggles going about it at this point. So it's not her leading you at this point. You're you're like fully into this on your own, huh? Yeah, it, it is. I would call it pure bliss. Um, so a few years back, we learned a whole new form of Qigong exercises, as we said at the beginning. And if I was in introduced to it like this, I would have loved it from day one. But it was just the the old form that we were introduced to was just a bit extreme for our situation, I think. And for a lot of people, it wasn't what people wanted to do if they didn't have to do it. Well, and and how how do you see you getting so involved in it like this has affected your relationship from your perspective? Well, it's it's a total picture. It's like as soon as Anna's energy came up and then my energy came up, the relationship we had, it's like you still got 24 hours in the day, but when you got more energy, those 24 hours show up very different. Yeah. So we could actually meet with energy instead of meet with just having coped all day. So that's probably the best way I can say that. (laughs) Well, I think the thing that that sounds most um, impressive to me as a man who comes into, who has, like you, followed my wife to places, including into Qigong, um, is that it feels like it's something that you've taken on for yourself. It's not, you're not doing it for her or to make Mm. everything better between you. This This is something that you are benefiting by directly. Yeah. And... And it, it makes me wonder, Kelly, I mean, you kind of came into this from the other direction. Zach was way involved in this stuff before you got into it. Did did you do it because you felt like you might be left behind? Or was there <laughs> something you were watching that felt more compelling than that? Yeah, you know, when I started, um, I would go to the classes that he was teaching once a week and kind of felt like this is his thing and... I'll support him in that way as a partner, but maybe not necessarily for myself. But I think the real thing that stood out for me was um, coming home at the end of the day. You know, he would be teaching and 
doing something that really fulfilled him and he was passionate about. And at the time I was working at a software company and didn't feel the same. And so I would come home and it was really obvious that I was tired and stressed and crabby. And so the difference between us really started to stand out to me. I, I see. Or did did that make you nervous that he, that you were struggling and he wasn't? In that way? <laughs> I think um, <clears throat> it, it opened my eyes. It made me. I mean, it was a, a stark contrast. And I think the thing you know that really changed for me was when I could see it taking a toll on him. That my mood was affecting you know how we felt at home and how we felt driving home and um, I could see me beginning to weigh him down and that was kind of the wake-up call to me to go, okay, maybe there's something here that I can be doing to, to help my state and help our relationship improve. Cool. It's, it's really interesting just listening to you guys and I'm realizing that um, you guys, all in your relationships, you both practice Yuan Gong, Qigong, and Ren Shui. And for me, I practice and teach, um, and that's not my husband's way. He um, does Qigong from time to time, and he, he does a whole lot of other stuff as well. So there are plenty of us who also there's one person in the relationship who, who do Qigong, who does Qigong, and it fascinates me. You know, it did create a tension for us uh, for quite a long time but it's really really changed things in our relationship I'm just reflecting listening to you guys on the change that we've had as well with just one of us practicing because what I realize listening is that our path has been you know we, we were both depleted we were both working in jobs that we didn't like um, any extra energy was going into conflict. We have had a great relationship as well, but we now both work in areas that we love and we have grown a huge amount and our energy now goes into creating stuff. It goes into creating um, experiences and fun with our kids and discussions about our own growth and each other's growth, but but not in a way where we direct each other. And so I find it incredibly exciting to see as well just how when I have become much more balanced and and have much more joy, just how that ripples out into my whole family. I guess, um, you know, I'd be interested to ask you guys, um, any of you, what you've seen in your um, family beyond your primary relationship um, kids, parents, you know, what you've seen rippling out into the social world around you? Um, I can, I, 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 th- I extend what I've got from Ranchway and the practices out into everything. I extend it into the garden, into the growing of the plants, the making of the food and my relationship with the weather Sometimes I'll go and to the weather is bothering me and I'll go and do some practice and by the time I come out the weather is more stable. So I'm getting so, an immediate reaction. So Anna, are you telling me that it's not even the weather's fault anymore? 
It's not even the weather's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. That's great. That's chaos to calm right there. And having pushed myself out there into the world, I'm now working with a lot of people, helping them on their journey towards optimum well-being. And uh, when I work on myself at the same time, because we call it the chief field, you know, there's this field where we all connect it. When I work on myself, I also work on all those people I'm connected to. And in a finer sense, even all those people I'm not consciously connected to, like people I don't like, like politicians or and have people who make decisions I don't approve of, instead of being disapproving and, and angry even, I send this beautiful, blissful, loving energy out. And what I get back is just so much more than I could have ever expected my life to be like. Like I, I couldn't have dreamed up the life, the quality of life I'm living now without having found this practice that can get me into that state. No matter how chaotic the world can be around me, this state of pure bliss, I like that expression, being a fire monkey. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I can find this state and then the whole world responds, whole universe. You know, it makes me wonder, I mean, I don't want to make this all sound too blissful because I think it might it might it might make people doubt um, that are listening. Um, there must be times when each of us I know I know it's true for me where we're really struggling and and nothing seems to help for for in in that moment. And I found that what what is useful to me is to just remember that things are changing all the time, including this state and. So that there, there's a little bit of space, even when, even when access to these kinds of good feelings aren't so easy. Yes, I, I totally agree, Bill. I found actually the, the main relationship that's changed for me is my relationship with myself. And it's been such an amazing journey, like Manfred, even imagining that I could have a life and work that that were truly joyful and then you know just disassembling the the patterns of emotion and and thinking that that are in the way and you know they're never truly disassembled if I'm really tired like yesterday you you talked about it all sounds blissful Um, yesterday I had a few things I had to sort out and um but you know I don't find fault with myself now. I I look at myself with real clarity and and honesty and joy. And now I find that I can also look at other people and look at the world and and the weather with <laughs> with that same kind of joy. Well, hey, I'm just aware that we we um just it would be great to hear a little bit from Kelly before we come to a close. Sure. Uh, I love that that idea that you started with Bill and that you added to Jackie and I think um, um, you know when it when we are in those moments of 
stress. I, I find the same thing that everything is changing is kind of a great little mantra or saying to myself, even in that moment, I might not be feeling like this is the next opportunity, but um, I know kind of as I ride that wave that eventually I'll I'll be able to look at it as, okay, here's another opportunity to understand myself a little bit better and understand what, what gets me in this this place so that um, I can get out of it a little sooner. <laughs> wow. It's great. Thanks, you guys. It's been amazing talking to you today. And I just want to say thank you to our listeners for listening to us on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Our episode today was, Whose Fault Is It Anyway? And we've been talking about couples and relationships. So stay tuned for our next episode. We're running our series weekly on Monday afternoons. Next week, our co-hosts, Bill McMillan and Kathy Fogarty, bring you What's Your Fix? Addiction and Renshui. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for Chaos to Calm. Next week, we will continue to explore the concept of Renshui and how to live a calm and happy life. Please join us for another edition of our program next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thank you.